shit just got real. I wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Again. Movie Mayhem Podcast coming at you in the midst of Red Dawn. That's right. To bring you the second installment. They're, so- they're sounding the horns because not only are we back for another episode, but this is a special episode. That's right. Because it's a double feature. Well, that's one. It's Maybay. That's two. It's also little tiny little little tiny little note. A little milestone. A little milestone. It's episode. 300. Oh, damn. Six years. 50 <laughs> episodes every year, once <laughs> a week. Holy shit. Remember when I used to live close to an airport? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is better. This is a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, stop, they'll stop bringing that horn. No, no, keep it going because yeah. it's, that, 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 they know, they realize how serious of an issue this is. That's right. And we've been going for six seasons. That's right. We've been going for six years. Six we've years. been going for three Hundred reviews. What did we? Three hundred episodes. Well, that's true. They're not all reviews. They're not all. Re- not three hundred reviews yet. Yeah, but that we're closing in on too. Very close. But three hundred episodes is crazy, Brian. That's... We talk so much. And then people try to stop us. But we came back. That's right. And that's when we became the bad boys of Long Island movie that's podcasting. Right. We we ride together. We pod together. Bad, Bad Boys, boys of podcasting. Of Long Island Podcasting <laughs> for Life. Yeah, yeah exactly. It rolls right off the tongue. It, yeah. And so we figured we're in the middle of May Bay. That's right. We're going to celebrate episode 300. So That's what are we going right. to do? That's also Matt. I'm Brian. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, uh, if, it's yeah. three, if you're 300 if you, in with us, I hope you know the difference. If you've made it this far, yeah. you should know. Brian. You should know. But it is part of our intro, so we let's not... We should jump into this review, like how they jumped into the movie as a, as a pre-existing universe. Yeah. As stuff that's already gone on. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, it it, it enriches the movie mayhem lore right. and world. But uh, we... so you want to continue this? I mean, everyone knows what we're doing, but I mean, like, it is a little fun because this is a, a movie. Because when I floated the idea of Maybay around, mm-hmm. you were like, "Though we have to do this. Like, these are the the two movies we have to do." Well, these are two movies that I've loved since they came out. Since we started this podcast, right? I've always loved these two movies. We've been yeah. holding off. Yeah, we've been like we're waiting for the right time. That's right. Yeah, and. Now it's that time. 300 is the time. It's the time for us to take what we've become, you know, the bad boys of Long Island podcasting, right. movie podcasting. Movie podcasting. Film and, Twitter, too. Yeah, and so, film Twitter podcasting. No, it, I mean, film Twitter, like, we're barely, like, a thing. We're, we're not even a blip. You know what's funny about our Twitter, though? No. Real movie reviewers follow us. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Think of that. Think of that next time. You're like, what did he say now on Twitter? Oh, my God. People follow us. Well, you know, they, they search to us for inspiration. That's right. Because we say the things that they can't say. That's right. We go places they can't go. That's right. Much like when you when the captain is telling you, look, my hands are tired. I got so much brass up my ass. I can sing the, the Star-Spangled Banner. The, the governor's so far up my ass, the next time he spits, it's coming out of my mouth. Right. But you guys, <laughs> you just got to do what you do, only faster. And, and better. And safer. Uh, with and, more explosions. And more explosions. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he kind of... He was a victim of his own poor phrasing. Yeah. Like if he was just a little bit more clear, he's like, 
okay, I want you to do it faster. I want you to do it, but not like, don't be dicks about it. Right. Yeah. If, but if so, then we wouldn't have the movies that we have today, no. which is Bad Boys and Bad, Bad Boys, Boys 2. 2. Michael Bay's, I guess, quintessential movies. Oh, yeah. Where actually watching them back to back isn't as much of like an exhaustive process as I thought it would be. Because mm-hmm. Bad Boys 1 is his first feature film. It's under two hours. It's quick. It's just like it's fast paced. It is fast paced. And then we started looking into it like he hated the script. Michael Bay hated the script, so he was like, all right, Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, do some improv. And these guys had great chemistry. Off the bat. So you, you couldn't be like, this is the first day on the job or anything. It's like, oh, they've been doing this for six years. This is one of those movies where like the chemistry sells the entire concept. Right. This is like a comedy duel, like a, like a Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, like a <laughs> like an Abbott and Costello. A, like Mar- a, a Mike Lowry and a Marcus Burnett. Mike Lowry and, and Mar- Marcus Burnett. Yeah. Yo. Because there are times where this plot, I, I, like I was telling you before, mm. the plot to the first Bad Boys right. seems like it should be the plot to the second movie of a franchise, right. where because it involves them switching places. Yes. And usually, when two people switch places, it only makes sense if you know what their original places are. Exactly. Like in every every TV show does this. Like maybe like a, a season or two in where the reckless friend becomes the family man, and the family man has to become the reckless friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this this is like the pilot episode of the Bad Boys TV show, and they're doing it off the bat. Right. And, is... and that shouldn't work. No. Because we don't know anything about these characters. But we learn about these characters, not, not only from, you know, exposition and stuff, but just from their, from Will Smith mm-hmm. and Martin Lawrence, yeah. they interacting with each other, ad-libbing, riffing. The chemistry that they build sells you on this bond that's been going yeah. on for a long time. I feel like, because there is a lot of dialogue, but it's not like, hit you over the head. Like, you know, a, a lot of people will write, and it's kind of lazy when you pick up on it. It's the whole, like, as you know, mm-hmm. or some may say, or, the, like, but this is just them going at it, and us as moviegoers, yeah, they'll say important stuff to the story, but the fact that, like, it's so easy to come out of their mouths, unlike this podcast, where we still trip over each other's words. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> Even though we've known each other almost a decade now. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, like... It's it's a, like we said it's a lived in universe. These are these guys are friends. These guys are they're, they're more than friends. They're partners. Right. Like they 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 know each other. Like their families know each other. Yeah, and they so that's the thing. They don't show. Um, they don't say something like, "Look, remember back in high school when we were in high school together because we known each other for a long time." Instead, they'll just have. Uh, uh, Mike show up to Marcus's house unannounced, mm-hmm. annoy his his wife, hang out with his kids. Don't you kiss me with with those lips? I don't yeah, know where they've been. Exactly. It's like, oh, Mike's a player. Mike's a player, and the fact that Marcus's wife knows it means that he's that he's close to the family, right? You know. So and and that little things like that, and also the way they insult each other. Marcus knows to dig to how to go deep right. and insult him for only having true money. friends know how to really exactly. Insult him. <laughs> Exactly, and the fact that he can cut him like that, yeah. and then the next scene they're back on track, this shows that these are two really tight friends. It's a it it's a grown up male relationship. Oh yeah, of two like perpetually arrested development. Oh yeah, of people like that like that in their relationship. Yes, it's a little weird, but it's not toxic, in, right? To an extent. At first, when you when we were first watching, you were like, "Hold on, like." How could they be? How could they be partners for a long time? How could they work? And he's just gonna say something that offensive, right? And then by the end of it, you're like, Mike has said so much to Marcus, 
to, that you're like, oh, that's you understand the nature of the relationship. Yeah, like a little tit for tat. Yeah, and I think it, you know it's funny. Like I have to admit, I was never really a big Bad Boys fan before. Uh, I saw Bad Boys two first. Me too. That was my, yeah my because well you also very <laughs> your That's parents true. went in ninety five two year old Matt <laughs> they Taylor didn't let three year old Matt Taylor yeah. get in on that <laughs> but like I saw Bad Boys two in the movie theater my friends were like oh we're gonna go see Bad Boys two I'm like do you think I need to see Bad Boys one like I highly doubt it yeah, they were right <laughs> they were right and then seeing Bad Boys one the first time I was like wow it's same characters but different movies. I even I even said it to you. It was like this is the cartoon version of Bad Boys One. Honestly, yeah. But also, I mean, it, it's kind of like a Twenty One Jump Street where it's like just do the same thing you did last time. Find the infiltrate the dealers, find the suppliers, right? <laughs> so it's the same thing they do last time. You know, f- figure out where the drugs are going, who it's coming from, bust the guy, right? Right. But the there, there's always something that's thrown in that causes a wrench. Yeah. Yeah. Like a it's like, serious. It's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then the first one was thrown in is this witness needs to okay only will trust Mike Lowry mm-hmm. and that and and Marcus has to play Mike right. and Mike has to play Marcus that's what throws everything for a loop and that's how you get all the comedy bits all the character bits and now there, it is a little different because it, it's not just our bad boys of Mike and Marcus there's also a a female component thrown in both movies both movies where in Bad Boys two obviously it's Gabrielle Union. Being old Gabrielle Union and yeah. shit, and she also is the wrench thrown into Turned the Bad into Boys Two plot yeah. because a lot of it was it was more of like kind of yeah it was sexual because it was sexual tension. I don't I don't think it's obviously spoilers. This movie is almost twenty years old. Yeah, um, but like Mike and uh, I forgot her name already. Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Sid. Gabriel, uh, Sid. Yeah, her, her name is Sid, and they hooked up like off off screen yeah. like way ways in the ways in the past and as we know Marcus is a little nuts yes he's very protective of his family very insecure about it yeah. and he again Mike's a player right he's he's reading the back of the baseball card for Mike <laughs> <laughs> I love that phrase you say it all the time do you know oh really <laughs> I know I say it a lot yeah I say it about like talking about people too yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just I, read I, the back of the baseball card I love it. The numbers will always be the same. Yeah, the stats. <laughs> the stats yeah. are always comparable. You'll know what he's about. If you just it's think. like, that's not a surprise. I read the back of the baseball Yeah. yeah. That's a great phrase. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so he, yeah, he's reading the, the, the signs. He's reading the, the back of the baseball card from Mike. He knows what he's about. Feel... And also, Sid is DEA. Right. So she's involved in this case that they're working, and that also in, it becomes tricky as I far think, as professional courtesy. So here's the trouble we run in with a double feature such as Bad Boys 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. We have to kind of break down each movie separately. Yeah, inherently. You gotta, I yeah. mean, we're, we would, we're going to constantly go from Bad Boys like 2, because we just finished watching Bad Boys 2. Uh, I think, on their own, I have two different grades for both movies. Yeah, They're both 10s, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they're tens on different scales. Tens on different scales. Yeah, uh, but I think we should tr- try to review one first. one at a time. Okay, and then at the six hour mark, we should yeah. definitely <laughs> talk about the movies together. All right, so let's start with one, right? <coughs> Excuse me. One, like I said, they're trying to bust a, a big heroin. Uh, actually, their own precinct. They, their got precinct robbed. got robbed. Their bank that they've taken over. Uh, has has been infiltrated by this group of uh, highly high, trained, highly trained, high high tech of nineteen ninety five criminals 
by uh, what's the name Lafleur, Lafleur, yeah, so, yeah. something French, and the bad guys really aren't really that big of a deal, but it it all kind of comes in when you find out one of the bad guys is the is a dirty cop who gets one of Mike Lowry's friends who he may love. I think she was a a woman of the night. She was a she woman was a, of the she night. Was a, she was a working girl. Uh, there was definitely a connection there. She yeah. loved him. But I, I don't he, think it ever. I think ever, he had feelings. For I think he, yeah, I think they had feelings, and but they had never actually hooked up. Maybe right. because he had feelings for her, right? Yeah. Know? Um, and, and yeah, and she got killed because he had sent her to try to find out who the dirty cop is. Right. She was. She was on the lookout for. It. She was like, oh, if you hear anybody with new money. Yeah. Not, not necessarily the cop, but anyone right. involved in the deal. Yeah. And she walked into a bad situation, and she got shot, and her friend. Her Tia roommate, Tia, Tia Leone, yes, um, she, saw saw everything, just, and, and then would not stop talking. I know, I know. I, it's such a bad thing to say that this one female character. I, th- I think that's her acting style. Is she's very frantic. She's very. Yeah. She was making some choices. Y- yes. Yeah. She's very good and fun with Dick and Jane. Same. And she does the same. <laughs> the same energy. Yeah. Yeah. Same energy. But I think she's a lot more likable in that one. But uh. Yeah, this one. Honestly, I don't hate her in this one either. I don't hate her either. It's yeah. just that it's not even like she's like you know. There's a whole like uh, AMC channel uh, wife character mm. who everybody fucking hates for yeah, no reason. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like Skylar from Breaking Bad. It's like, what? What did she really do? She was trying to take care of her family. Of course, of course. Uh, Lori, or Lori sucked. Lori sucked because she was having an affair. Having an affair. But I'm pretty sure all the other shows with all the other wives, are like, oh, they suck. But it's. I think with Tia Leone, who played shit, it was like 25 years ago we watched that movie. I know. Um, yeah, Julie, she, Julie. Julie. Yeah. I think with her is that she was, because we found out that there was a lot of improv- improvisation mm-hmm. on set. So I think she was trying to improvise her panic, her, but also they, they made her do stupid things. Like what? Like, uh. Going into a club mm-hmm. with a gun. Yeah. I mean, first of all, she shouldn't have gotten through the front door. No. Bouncers should have stopped her right away. Right off the bat. Right? Yeah. Uh, second, I, the, in that club, it seemed like those, like the people in the penthouse, like the, the criminals, the, the yeah. bad guys, were able to spot every single person individually as they <laughs> walked through that crowded, low-lit club. This club was... It had to... You know what? I feel like it was the same building... As they had the police station in, yeah. maybe like it was this the the first floor while the police station was on the second floor. Yeah, it could be because they had an escalator, which why? Yeah. But but it, it was this weird like or an abandoned church. Like it, it had this yeah. weird. It was like oh, Michael Bay definitely was here. Well, <laughs> there was fucking candles everywhere. Yeah, there was like hanging curtains from the ceiling that were like pillowed. Yeah, like, Michael. What is, is, this a, is it supposed to be a club? Yeah, it's Club Hell. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, and she, I mean, she definitely was, I mean, I can see how you'd be annoyed with the character, but I think everything she did lined up with the character that she was. Right, I think anything that she did was also masked, not masked, but also doubled by Mike and and the Marcus. I yeah. Think they, they doubled the chaos. Yeah, like yeah. Like, you had, like, if you're gonna have an explosion, you have to light the fuse, and she lit the fuse for most of it. And most of the time, she was reacting to Marcus 
not being trustworthy or right. you know disrespecting her in a way or not making her feel safe and that those are the times that she took matters into her own hands yeah kind of <laughs> or when she felt like they weren't making progress towards uh actually solving the case i also do think maybe she played it subtly that she knew that mike yeah. wasn't mark uh, marcus wasn't mike and mike wasn't marcus i think after the club scene she definitely knew she definitely figured it out yeah, yeah. And, uh, cause even when, when she asked the wife, when, when Teresa comes over, he's like, oh, here, I'm here to call my husband. She's at the tall one and the short one. She was the short one. She was like, yeah, I thought so. I figured, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think she knew, uh, when she started like, you know, trying to like, I guess, tempt or, uh, yeah, she, Marcus, was trying to, she was trying to push yeah. the, the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not because she liked him cause she didn't. No, she was just seeing if he was who she was. She was testing her theory. Yeah. And she was right. Yep. Um, so that's the problem. She wasn't that dumb she did a few dumb things then like trying to leave after she was like oh you're not who you say you are it's like we got one more day (laughs) i know that's true but at the same time it's like well i'm only here because i thought i could trust you right you know and now it turns out i can't so but it did leave but that lit the fuse to then the best chase scene of that movie yo uh so okay We'll probably talk. We, we kind of talked a little bit about the acting. We talked a little bit about. Let's talk about the real main character in the room. The act. Oh, the sunset? sunsets and oh. ba- and, <laughs> and and shadows. Yo, because there were some shadows in this, in this first movie. In the first movie, Michael Bay is restrained, mm-hmm. very restrained to a point at the end where it's like, I think Bruckheimer was like, "I have a little fun with it." He's like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." But there was some stuff going on, wildly, like, you go, oh, oh, oh shit. Like, he had a, sorry, folks, my brain still rattled. <laughs> what was it? He, the driving scenes where, was it, uh, they were driving a little Porsche around. Oh, yeah. They were whipping the little fucker thing around. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, after the club hell scene. When they're driving the truck and they're, they're throwing the, the ether cans. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, that was pretty inventive. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, especially were, for 95. Yeah, 90, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, remember that, folks. It was 95, so there's very little, like, any CGI they had was very, very small. Yeah, everything here was practical, down to the squibs. Oh, yeah. And, squibs in, baby. And, yeah, I think the, there's if there's one thing that was great about this, it was the kinetic energy of the of every action scene. Yeah. If there's a shootout, you know, then the shootout doesn't stay in one place. It's on the move. And then when there's a chase, there's always complications from... You know, you're driving a slow truck full of something that explodes, or I'm on foot, and you know, right. the and these guys are trying to you know get to their car, or you know, we're both going down an airstrip, and there's only room for one of us to pass through. Right. You know, there's just so much. Uh, there's so many. And the fact that a lot of it, because it, it is a film set, a lot of it is blocked out. Mm-hmm. Like I, like we mentioned before with with uh, Armageddon, Michael Bay has to be sitting there, thinking about stuff. Like playing four dimensional chess. Yeah. Chess. Not chess. Sorry. Like he is making moves to make moves to make moves to have it finish up at the end. Mm-hmm. It, but it's, none of it is story structure. No, right. It's all action. It's all action. It's all, act- it's all about that action. It course. seems like he's a big like storyboard guy. Yeah. You know, uh, but not a big like writer mm. for like plot. Yeah, he like, yeah, he literally hated the script. Yeah. So he's like, whatever. Right. And I can imagine, like, I wonder how bad that script was. You know, it was a Disney script. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and if he's going rated R, yeah, then that wouldn't have worked. 
Um, now, okay. What now? We we both saw it at the same. We both not at the same time, but we both saw it after Bad Boys Two. So now, when you saw it, the do you remember seeing it the first time? And do you remember like instantly liking it, or did it take maybe like one or two view, uh, one or two viewings of it? Yeah, I think this is the first time I watched it, and I really appreciated it, you know, to the fullest. Okay. Before I remember watching it and thinking like, oh, you know, it's funny, but it's just so small scale compared to Bad Boys Two. Right. Like it's just. You know, they, they, it was a little toned down. Um, now watching it, it seems a little more grounded, and okay. and uh, and I appreciate that a little more now. You know, uh, whereas Bad Boys Two, like you said, it's almost cartoonish in comparison. <laughs> right. The amount of the amount, the level of uh, well, everything is turned up to to eleven. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, just the way the way they argued and stuff was still great. You know, I think their relationships with their families still worked. Um, just the action, which is the, you know, the main thing you're watching in a bad boys movie, right? It's toned down from two. So I was a little disappointed in that, but now watching it, once that disappointment's gone, I really appreciate it a lot more. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. Yeah. Cause they do blow up a plane. I, I think I watched bad boys one for, for the first time. And it was at that post like, okay, Michael Bay's ridiculous now. Mm-hmm. So maybe I wasn't fully into it. Mm. And I think I did a disservice to myself. Like, oh, it's a Michael Bay movie. It can't be good. Right. Like, I was okay. looking like, oh, how many cars are going to explode? How mm. many of this is going to happen? Like, are we going to see any butts today? Like, right. yeah. Like, I mean, the answer to that is all yes. All yes. <laughs> and a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's the great thing about and But now, after seeing so many other film critics break him down and kind of from that learning what he does and what he likes to do and kind of gaining a new respect for him and to see this is where he started from yeah and to see that like no one was like oh you gotta stop it's more like michael can we please stop and like no we won't we will never stop yes yes so i think that there are things that michael bay does Mm. from a stylistic standpoint with the shooting you know that that he's always like always the camera's always moving always always, like rotating zooming pan like everything's always happening yeah you know there's certain motifs that he throws in every movie you know, sunsets, helicopters, American flags. No homo bros. Yeah, homophobia. homophobia. And there's and then there's always, you know, beautiful half naked woman. Yep. Right? Rolling around. So at this point in his career, you look at a Michael Bay movie, that's all you expect to see. Yeah. It's, and there are times when it works really well. Yeah. You know, where like stylistically the moment calls for the slow motion, the rotate, and it's amazing. And there's times where you know the uh, the the sunset and the American flag, and you're like, yeah. And then another time, and the like, bit, oh, and then there's other times where yeah. it's just like you, like this didn't need to have that, <laughs> right? You know, and this is this is and where it detracts from the moment. I think in Bad Boys One, there's somebody there that's telling him where it works and where it doesn't. My uh, Michael Bay on Bad Boys One came fresh off directing commercials and directing music videos, which mm. is very impulse and emotionally driven like mm. you obviously he did the uh i don't know if you you may be too young to remember it but like the got milk commercial with the guy eating the it's like oh who shot alexander hamilton oh i mean i i He's saw like the, I know the guy. yeah you know the yeah. you know the commercial i don't know if i know the commercial oh i'll show it to you later all right but it was like it swept the world like oh, it was okay. the guy it was it's what launched the got milk campaign wow so that i, was I know got milk right but... like it was like it was one of the biggest commercials of it uh, then he did the meatloaf music videos, mm. which are, if you watch them, you're like, 
fucking Michael Bay is out there doing stuff. Everything's got half melted candles, half everything's in a big arching abandoned church. It's like you would expect a Creed video to be. <laughs> yeah, kind of like yeah. what Creed wish they were, but they were like, oh, green screens are cheap. Yeah. <laughs> but Michael Bay never did a green screen. It doesn't look like he maybe did one green screen shot. Yeah. Maybe at this time. Not for, for two. For two, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He. Uh, like I said, like this is like as a first shot at a movie. Fantastic. Did a really good job. Fantastic. Really job. good. Like job. I, I like. I'll, I'll goof on him all day about like yeah. so, especially like six underground, which I feel is like him on autopilot, just yeah. like whatever, just do this, we'll do that. Right. It's fine. That's him just taking like all those things that I mentioned mm-hmm. and just throwing them into everything, just because like. That exactly. That's just like what he's known to do. It makes money. Just keep doing that. Yeah. You know? It's like all right, we'll have his bed in a gigantic open room. Yeah. And we'll have the windows just flutter open. That's it. It's all right, fine. And it's like I feel like I feel like he either needs to be scaled down at a point. Like he needs to make like a movie for under ninety million dollars, just mm-hmm. to be like, get back to it. Come back to us, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, uh, we are at twenty five minutes. Do you want to talk about shift gears? You wanna, you wanna talk about Bad Boys Two? Yeah, I'd love All to right, talk about then. Bad Boys Two. Yeah. <laughs> right now, you just rub your hands in slow motion. You know, it's about to, it's about to turn up. Got to go. Okay, that's yep. enough. Before they claim us. Seriously, that was close. We were towing a line there. But I did it off my phone so that it sounds a little different. Maybe that, that might do it. That yeah. might do it. Well, let's yeah. find out in two Please. weeks. Yeah, right. Um, they have to listen to halfway, though. Do you know what? Hey, we're, the, we're the Bad Boys of Long Island Movie Podcast. You don't videos. get that moniker without tempting some fate. That's though. right, pushing the borders. And that's what Bad Boys 2 tries to do. That was... It's like this. I, like I said before, I think everything is in the same universe. Like Michael Bay movies yeah. are all in the same universe. So this is post Armageddon, post Pearl Harbor. So you're saying in Bad Boys Two, that... an Armageddon event almost happened. Okay. Yeah. So drillers went up to the went up to this to the to, to the space to space. Because got it. Because why else would they be so fucking reckless? Yeah. <laughs> Like fucking, fucking asteroid could hit us at any moment. The now. whole world has had a crisis, and yeah. they just decided, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Like it's been five years since that asteroid almost hit us. Usa, Usa, Usa. So this movie, um, I I remember loving it so much, mm. right? And then I watched it. Now I still love it a lot, right. but in a different way. Yeah, it's that it's that Michael Bay peaking. It's yeah. just like at a point, it's like you watch it the first time. It's like this is amazing. I fucking love, it. especially if you're young. It's like it's everything I wanted. Like it's everything I play when I play action hero or cops and robbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like bang 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 bang. Yeah, it's explosion, bang bang bang, and then or when you play with your toys, it's like I'm cars flipping whatever. Right. And then when you get older and you start like, oh, this is a little dumb, and then you get to a point, it's like. Oh shit! I gotta act like I know something about movies in front of people. Um, <laughs> you know, Truffaut said. Uh, yeah. And you start like quoting some bullshit, and and it's like, okay, maybe I lost it, but now it's fun again. It's fun again. It's fun We're again. back, like overall, so back in. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like Sean John jeans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are they Janko? No, they're Sean John. No, they're Sean. They're Sean John's baby. Um, so this movie cranks everything up, 
And stylistically, right away, you can tell the difference. So there, I feel like later Michael Bay films have this filter where like everyone looks like they're kind of sweaty and they didn't yeah. shave that morning. He turned up the humidity. Yeah. Everyone's got a good glisten of like they walked up some stairs. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it makes sense for the Miami Heat. You know, it doesn't make sense for, you know, Transformers where it's in every movie. But yeah, I don't even know where Transformers takes place. For real. Chicago? Yeah, it could be. And then I Detroit? I don't know. Yeah. And uh, Bringing America back. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. He's, he's like the Guy Fieri of movies. Ooh. I'm giving him a different nickname. <laughs> Guy Fieri of movies might work, actually. Right? Uh, and then he also like, put this blue like filter on everything mm. in Bad Boys 2, where everything has a kind of tint. There are so many times I've walked by, seen my brother watching this movie, and without really knowing what the scene was or anything, I can just tell by... The tint of the screen? The tint and that kind of sweatiness. Like, oh, this is Bad Boys 2. Yeah, because it does look like everybody is like on a four-day bender yeah. in like harsh blues. Because mm-hmm. now there's there's been a trend, as you noticed, uh, especially like Godzilla vs. King Kong, and there's other movies that have been doing like very strong like bisexual lighting, which is like reds and blues together mm-hmm. to make like a like a eerie indigo purple, like very bright purple, yeah. and like pinks and everything like that. But Michael Bay was like. It's it's either gonna be blue, it's either gonna be yellow, or it's gonna be a sick green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the sick green a lot too. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it works a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a little off putting, but that's uh, what what I'm saying. It's all in one universe. It's all in one asteroid striking universe. But I also feel like that like layer to it, that Mm -hmm. polish over it does add to the cartoony vibes okay. whereas like watching seeing seeing visually seeing bad boys like one right it, it's a little because the lighting is more naturalistic it's a little it, it feels he a didn't, little more he didn't have a style back then yeah like he didn't have a visual style he had an action style but he didn't have a lighting like a like cinematography he was more he was probably now this is him full-on michael bay right and and i don't know if that's a good thing because I don't know if I don't like that or if I just associate it with a lot of his bad movies. And then when I see it on Bad Boys 2 and I right. recognize it now, I'm like, mm. Is Bad Boys 2 a bad movie? Uh, right, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> is then, Tomatoes wrong? Right. And then, and is he right? Could they, could, it was a 28% accurate. <laughs> but then you see uh, one of them flip a car over their car and flip a boat right. while they're chasing a truck or in a, a Porsche. Hits something and it just kind of goes foof, Yeah. Like lays, like just fucking 180 degrees into right somebody's that face. shot's incredible every shot was incredible yeah and, oh or you could or and then you're like no never mind this movie's the best and then <laughs> it like slows down a little bit and you're just like is this movie that good but I, then i felt because this is also two and a half hours long that's right i felt this was a lot better paced than armageddon because this was just the pace was a thousand miles an hour i 100 percent agree <laughs> In Armageddon, we watched the, the whole first hour. Right. We were just thinking like, oh my God, they're still not in space. Right, yeah. Right? But in Bad Boys 2, there was all, the case was always moving, mm-hmm. or their relationship was always was always moving. Everything escalated. Yeah. yeah. Or, the, or something wild. There was some wild action going on. I think this movie did a lot. Bad Boys 2 did a lot more to characterize their villain. Right? Yes. But I don't Johnny know. Johnny Tapia. Johnny Tapia, you know? But I don't know if that was a good idea. Because at the end of the day, he's still just a you know generic cardboard instead evil of a, guy. instead of a drug dealer, he's a drug lord. But by With, the end of it, sure, a, they're probably like, okay, Michael, what what do you want to do for Bad Boys Two? Well, what's bigger than a drug dealer? Yeah, 
His oh. boss? They have bosses? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're called drug lords. Lord, you say. I've got a thing about God. <laughs> yeah. Let's, throw that Let's in. put it'll that in be, there, too. It'll what about be Jesus? so esoteric. Is Jesus a lord of some kind? <laughs> I guess, Michael. I mean, but it's also like they like, oh, let let's give him a daughter and a mother, right? But that doesn't usually it doesn't give humanize someone, them, right? Usually give yeah. someone a family to humanize them, but it doesn't in this case. No, it just makes him seem it, yeah, because the 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 pace was so breakneck is that we never got like the like the save the cat moment, mm-hmm. but for him it would be re- the relatable thing where it's like. It, the scene between him and, and also our boy, and Michael Bay's boy, Peter Stromar, the Russian Grim Reaper, mm. instead of them being in this dark, kind of cold room of this, of this well, but it's a beautiful dining room, by the way, arches yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they had it at their kid's soccer game. Oh, Where sure. it's like, Because oh, he said their kids know each other. Their kids know each other, and his son's a soccer player, and you see, like, they're playing little league soccer where like who gives a shit like mm-hmm. you know they're just running around it's like oh and they're talking business and it's like you don't talk business here it's like my life is business oh hey honey how are you doing? yeah 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 because you kind of get like this thing where yeah he's a real son of a bitch but he also is like he has a double life he has and, a double life yeah yeah and that's kind of and that would have been interesting too as opposed to like what they how they showed it before it seems like he doesn't he has this this kid and the kid's not he protects her from hearing curse words but she's exposed to pretty much everything they cut up a guy in a kitchen right and you're not you're not telling me his girl his daughter's out there trying to grab a yoohoo from the fucking fridge like right what's that shit over there (laughs) exactly so it's like and then his mother is is willfully ignorant right so she's complacent. What happened in it. to Rodrigo? Oh, he killed himself, Mama. While he's holding the gun, <laughs> he's the... she's like, it's "Oh, so... then make sure you let you call he's... his parents. Let them know." I th- I still think that I thought it was funny then. I thought it was I think funny. It's funny now. Yeah, I think it's funny. I thought that scene worked. I'm a but I think the whole, I think the whole thing with his daughter. Uh, I think she's it's a, it's a, a she was super tough. cute, but like again, she didn't add anything to him. She just kind of reminded him what Jesus was. Yeah, that's all she was there for. Right. And like the the one moment where I thought she lended to his like how menacing he was mm. was when uh, they snuck into his house and he found out and then he killed Rodrigo right because he was like you let people in my house with my daughter here you you could have hurt my daughter and he's crying and the guy's crying like whoever Johnny Tapia is like crying but it looks very like oh he's trying yeah <laughs> he's, someone poked him in the eye he's trying to be crying <laughs> he's trying to cry. Uh, but he could have had that same scene just referring to his mother. Right. You know, and it would have worked. Right. What's, without... the, what's the difference? Like, it's, you're showing your, your humanity. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So that's what, I feel like they could have cut that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Sid situation, I thought it worked. Yeah. I thought it added, like, I mean, it's a little weird that they're all, like, you know, high-ranking police officers in, <laughs> you know, in the middle of the some dangerous shit. But... I thought the the whole thing with like not trusting Mike to be with his sister and not yeah, it, trusting his sister to be uh, her own person. I think the way of showing that Marcus has grown as a husband is to not him getting jealous of his wife who is good for her. Yo, three kids, rocking it, better abs than Matt. Yeah, better guns than me. Over the course of like from nineteen ninety five to two thousand and three, eight years, more right? No, no, eight years. Yeah, eight years. Eight years. Of just just keep, just uh, just grinding that gym, keeping game. it going. It gets harder. It gets harder she works older. harder. Yeah, I mean, good for her. When you get older, it doesn't get easier. Yeah, she had a she had a washboard. As I always say about as I always say about the game of baseball, when people ask me 
I was like, oh, you ever think about playing baseball again? I was like, I've never heard the phrase, wow, that 36-year-old got better at baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, it's like, why is he out there doing this? Yes, yes. And that's why I play softball. Because right for the love of the game. For the love of the game. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it worked. I thought because the first one in the first movie, the wedge between their relationship was the switcheroo. Right. Right. And this one, this was obviously more personal, um, which let makes it a little less believable sometimes. Yeah. You know, because you also have to. At a certain point as an adult, I mean, I don't have a sister, mm-hmm. but you have a sister. I do. And you and your brother at a point were like, all right, well, she's old enough to make her own decisions. Well, me more so than my brother, <laughs> but yes, we did come to that conclusion. You've got, you guys done what uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence did to... We did. Oh. We did. And it's very empowering. It's very empowering? It's very empowering. Unless when like seen a no- bad boys when like too. A, when like a normal sized person walks up to you short shirts right. and like, hey, what's up? Well, no, he was short too, thank God. But the <laughs> bad thing was you. that he had also seen bad boys too. It's like, oh, I remember that movie. <laughs> like, oh, you're doing the Reggie. And we're just like, yes, uh, you passed. Right. <laughs> right. I'm watching you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then we had to do the Batman instead where we turn off all the lights and we terrorize him. He's where are you? And then I'm like hanging upside down behind him. Here, you know, but uh, we went to two addresses. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can only go to one. <laughs> but uh, but he ended up being a scumbag, so I'm glad. Oh. We, I'm glad we reggied him. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the that so, so good people like bad boys too, but not all good people watch bad boys too. Correct. Yes. Correct. Uh. And, and Bad Boys 2 got everything you needed to still be a Bad Boys movie. It still had it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It had the interactions with the with the captain. Right. Oh, you Joe know, Pantoliano. Joe Pantoliano kills it both movies. Both he's movies, he's yeah. great. You I, had, yeah, he's the, like, the, I think what's great is the basketball scene in the first movie. He was like, yes. I was hitting everyone before you guys showed up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> and in this, it's like, I think at the time, like in the early 2000s, there was a, they, they obviously take a very, kid glove approach to mental illness and especially oh yeah ma- uh, male approach to mental illness in this movie. by kids glove i obviously mean they just smack it in the face with a like a hammer or something yeah they're not he's not very sensitive no. to that to it these could, those very real issues it's very much it's a very macho mike lowry's like a very uh skeptical of the whole thing mm-hmm. but joe pantaliano bought in he's got yes. the linens he's got the bonsai trees he's got everything to kind of like but it's not helping because no, he's no. still angry all the time. He's like rubbing his ears and like doing like the the stress balls. Yeah. And it's like and he puts it up to his ear yeah. too. <laughs> but I think like P- uh, Pantano is, but that's that's him. Like he is a great. He knows exactly what movie he is in. Yeah. Every time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so everyone does. Everyone's yeah. on board. But there are times in the first one and the second one right. where they legit like take it seriously. And the tone shifts. Yeah. Well, and as Martin Lawrence oh, shit gets quotes, real. shit gets real. <laughs> you know? When they get that, that phone call, you baby. Know what's, you know what's funny? When the shit gets real moment happens, mm-hmm. which by the way is world famous. Yeah. Um, it's so famous. Another movie based their scene to pay tribute to this scene. That's the first time we actually get a breath in the movie. That's a great point. About it. That's a great point. Shit stops. Yeah. Because it got real. Right. The rotation. Like there, there, was, there was other spinny cameras like 
we were told there's a, a Haitian shootout. Yeah. And great. Was, that was a great shootout. And you picked it out. I was like, how are they doing this? And you're like, the doors are CGI. Yeah. And they just built a track around it. And then they, the only CGI they used was doors. There also definitely seemed like a couple times where it was just a wipe transition. Yeah. You know, they, 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 where he wasn't going between them. Like you would shoot one and then end the scene and wipe it into the other scene. Right. Yeah. So Lucas very clever. Lucas would have done a star wipe. Yeah, <laughs> just down from the diagonal. Yeah, <laughs> curtain fade. The more you know, yeah, it yeah. just like shows up. No, yeah, and that was a great scene. Mm. And both movies, I think we can't understate the comedy right. in both movies too. Like you got the convenience store scene in Bad Boys One. <laughs> you got the the Mike put it back in scene in right. Bad Boys One. You got the captain in the basketball scene, and then in Bad oh. Boys Two, you got the uh, the Reggie scene. Right. You got. The uh, electronic scene. Yes, the electronic, the electronic store. store. In the first one, you got the JoJo scene. <laughs> Tell him something, Joe! <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh, man. But yeah, and there's also, like, more... It's been like a Michael Bay thing was like, oh, that guy's in it? Like yeah. Michael Imperioli, who's in The Sopranos, I think it's Christopher. Hmm. And he was also Spider and yeah, Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Goodfellas. Then uh, the scientist was... Uh, Henry Hill's brother in Goodfellas. You know this brother in the wheelchair? Oh, shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Kevin Flaherty, I think his name is. He was in, he was I would have com- never picked that up. He was up. in Community. He was the conspiracy theory teacher. Oh, yeah. And he was in the, Oh, my God. And Departed, too. This man had a whole career and he didn't yeah. tell me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he straight up being a character actor right now. Seriously. And then the second one, you had Michael Shannon. Right. You had Michael Henry Shannon. Rollins. Uh, what is it? Patrick H. Holmes and his two-episode... Uh, saga on Michael Bay mm-hmm. he pointed out that my well especially during the Transformers movies Michael Bay must have watched like a couple of Coen Brothers movies back to back because there's a like a lot of Coen Brothers cast that are also in oh interesting the Transform like Frederick McDormand's in one of them John Malkovich he is, he is. Uh, John Turturro uh, and they're usually like villains yeah they're just like goofs they're like yeah, yeah they're just there huh. it's like what do you do uh, Julian uh, no not Julian Moore Warren Lindley in one? I don't know. I don't. I've, I've only watched like two Transformers movies. I, I've seen most of them. Yeah. I stopped after four. That's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh. And then I watched Bumblebee, which I kind of Bumblebee's liked. nice. Yeah, I liked movie. Bumblebee. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Bad Boys. Bad Boys. So Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Two. So burn, burn. yeah, I think this one was what's crazy. I think the action in Bad Boys Two holds up a lot better than the action in Bad Boys One. Yes. I think the action in Bad Boys One is still good. But it's a, it is a little dated. I, f- I feel like it's very first draft action. Mm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. No, yeah, but I think it's like, okay, this is a good, like, it's like, oh, that's an independent film now. Like, we're so used to, like, Marvel shit. Right. And, like, all this, like, like uh, CGI fights that when, like, a Bad Boys 2 does all this practical shit, it's like, oh, that shit fucking... Absolutely. It's, it's the practical stuff. And and they did use some... Like we said, we saw that there were some CGI explosions. There were some composites that were used. But they were sparingly used. Yeah. And they were not the highlight of this of the shot. Right. You know? Uh, like, they explo- like, they'd show the rocket. They'd, they'd, like, stitch the rocket on. But the explosion was still practical. Yeah. You know? Or, like, rolling through the favela. All practical. All practical, you yeah. Know? So, every shootout, like... Yeah, it's not like, you know... As much as we, we do like Avengers movies, it's not like, you know, Iron Man fucking shooting around. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, they are shooting off. And these yeah. guys are like, they're stunt guys 
getting exploded. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. And if you watch like Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, it probably doesn't hold up in the CGI department. Probably not. But this this movie does. This movie holds up. Holds the holds fuck up. up. It holds water. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> and that's part of what makes it one of my favorite action movies mm. because you can keep coming back to it. Now, I think some of the homophobia and the that shaming d- of mental illness, yeah. that part is a little stale now. Yeah. Um, you could watch it on mute and be like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but I think the but the, at the same time, the electronic store scene still works. Because they're not yeah. making fun of being gay. No. They're, or they're not, like, insulting gay people. They're just it's – the, it's the – the double entendre, of right, their, the, the misconception of their conversation. Yeah, that's the everything joke. that they say. It, it could be it's a loaded thing, and right? Like even like I think it's more of maybe Michael Bay's a little bit more woker than we give him credit for. And well, here, he's here's not. What I'm, here's but... what I'm gonna say. Here's why I'm gonna say it. Because you had that lady yeah. who was like, "You're gonna have all the pornos and you're gonna have all this gay, those homo shows on on it on this fucking store." And then she's like, "When my uh, Mike as they're and, leaving, as yeah. they're leaving, she's like, you better." And y'all she motherfuckers says, need Jesus. Yeah, y'all motherfuckers yeah. need Jesus. And then she goes to her kid, cover your ears. It's like, you already said the bad shit. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you're a hypocrite. It's coming from your mouth. Yeah. Well, it's like my mom, she curses more than anyone I know. She doesn't let us listen to rap music because she thinks they curse too much. There. There you go. That, my, that was my well, mom. Well, not, she didn't let us move her kids. Now she doesn't <laughs> now really, she doesn't, she doesn't decide what I listen to anymore. My but. mom had the same thing where yeah. we couldn't listen to Z100 growing up mm. because all the, the music was very suggestive, but yeah, we could listen to like stuff from the 70s and the 80s right it's mostly i guess you could boil it down to okay well lsd and cocaine that's pretty cool yeah yeah even <laughs> well, we like, don't like the army and i'm gonna uh, we're gonna do it too where like lsd and i wouldn't cocaine. want my kid no <laughs> i wouldn't want my kid sorry if i had a kid i wouldn't want them listening to six nine because it's terrible music it's, it's terrible but you let them um, listen to like jay-z or something i would let them listen to hove and the thing is when i look at a lot of my 90s r&b mm. right what's what's too close about it's about you're dancing on someone and yeah. you're popping full Casey and, you're popping Casey and full JoJo, sand. you know, Yo, what are they up to? <laughs> like like uh, uh, Genuine, right. like Pony. Right. Come on. Like these are very highly suggestive uh, songs, but I think it's more just they're, for me, they're artistically made. You know, whereas like, and that's, just, and that's me being an old head. I think Return of the Mac is about something else too. Um, Return of the Mac. But, uh, and, but, uh, but, you know, speaking of Michael Bay being woke, there is one note I wanted to touch on. Sure. Um, which is a problem that Michael Bay, something that Michael Bay has been accused of a lot is uh, the sexism in his movies. Oh yeah, it's there. Yeah. Uh, like the, you know, all the female characters are either trophies with uh, zero characterization or they're villains. I think, uh. I think in these two movies, he definitely still has, he still, he still objectifies a lot of the women and yeah. and that, you know, I don't see them as trophies in this one because I think the female characters that are actually like focused on, right. I think are much fleshier than we give them credit for. Yeah. Fleshier, I th- of course, for anyone that hasn't seen any of the episodes. Right. Remember if this is your first episode of yeah. episode 300, our, our termina- terminology for fleshy women does not, it, it, it's not referring to their physical characteristics not their at all. physical characteristics are the clothes that they are wearing. It is their uh, agency. It yeah. is it, it's whether their character is fleshed out. Right, it's fleshed out. Yeah. Like we call... Like if, if Say they, Emily if, Blunt like, in, in, in... Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Ellen Ripley. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Uh, 
Furiosa. Yeah. I'm looking at my pops. Um, yeah. Princess Leia. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Princess Leia. You know, all of, they're considered fleshy women because they're, um, was it uh, Dr. Stabler in uh, Stadler in Jurassic Park? Oh, yeah. Like, there's a, there's a lot of them that are consi- that we consider because they're fleshed out. They have their own agencies. They, right. What they do is not their own motivations. Service, it's not in service of a male character. Right. It's in service of the story or in service of their uh, their goals. Right. Whereas some a movie in a movie where the female character is not fleshed out. Deadpool when, two. Well, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Um, uh, Transformers. Transformers two. Well, actually, Transformers Transform, Megan Trans- Fox. She, is, should she should be. She should be the star. She should be the star. But she's not. She's the not. movie cuts her knees out. Yeah. Cuts her, uh, it cuts her down. Although um, um, Mega Fox's character should have been. Yes. The star. Um, Transformers 4. Tr- yes. I think they have to trans- yeah. after Transformers 5. Transformers 5. Transformers yeah. 6. Transformers 6 also. Yeah. Uh, can't forget that. I would say, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's like you, you could you could tell. Like there's, you. it's the Bechtel test. Like you could, mm-hmm. But like with, in this, uh, these two movies... I think, yeah, because Gabrielle Union didn't get kidnapped because she loved Mike Lowry. Right. She got kidnapped because she was doing her job. Yeah, she got made. And doing the her reason job. why she didn't, like, fight back right away is because she was, she's obviously smart enough to know she's one person with, like, a, a Glock mm-hmm. against a whole, like, paramilitaristic <laughs> group. Right. And as soon as they, as soon as they bust into the room, what does she do? She's she grabs gravity. a gun and gets, and gets to work. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah. she kills, she kills a guy. Yeah, and Tia, but the thing is though, she's great in that, you know, she's a bit of a, an action star herself. Right. Like when the when in the first case in the first chase with the Haitians, right. you know, she's got her gun, she's got her her pump handle her shotgun. Pump handle. You right know, the under the seats. Yeah, right between the seats. <laughs> you know, and it's uh, a no. Yeah, and she's like driving the truck, she's panicking cuz it's her first it's her first taste of we find that out later. We don't right. find out in the middle of like, "Oh my god, I'm driving." Right, right. Oh, my first day. <laughs> but the whole her whole thing is that you know she's more of she's trying to be more of a uh she's trying to be more than just marcus's little, little sister yeah. you know and it's marcus's problem that he can't see her as an adult not her problem that she isn't one right um i will say though that killing people and being and, and being an action star is not fleshing out right yeah. so because you could look at julie from bad boys one and of course she's not capable and in, in a fight at all but I think she's still fleshed out because she is her main her main uh, goal is survival, mm-hmm. right? And if she doesn't trust someone, whether or not they're the main character or male character or, or not, if she doesn't trust her, she's out. She's also sets herself up to continually to survive because she does take a, a handcuff key. Yes. Right, and then so she, she grabs a gun. She grabs guns. She. Yeah. Uh, but I feel... and she herself is trying to figure out. Right. The, the the whole switcheroo mm. right on her own yeah I, it just probably doesn't get enough she doesn't get enough camera time right or I think she's just played I think a lot of those things are played subtly too yeah and whereas like when she's helpless that's like highlighted yeah um, I think also Bad Boys 1 ended very weirdly that Mike mm. and uh, Julie were handcuffed together mm-hmm. it's like don't force this yeah they never really had any interaction they never really had like a moment right where right well except that the moment was uh mike lowry goes as marcus like ah mike's gonna say gonna get the guy who did this to max it's like that's the only moment they had together no there was also that moment where uh mike lowry ran through the streets with his shirt open oh, yeah. looking like a 
stud. Oh, like a stud McMuffin. Uh, better, better chasing that or the opening chasing in Bad Boys Two. Oh, with the no, with the, the opening with the Porsche. The opening chasing in Bad Boys Two. Oh, I was gonna say the. You like this one the more? The running one, yeah. The running one was good, and because it, it had a big emotional crux to it. I, I felt that it used the perfect amount of slow motion. That's true. Yeah, there were some shots that like, okay, that has to be in slow motion, but then it's like when he's like running down a hallway. He's in regular speed because that's not important. Right. Yeah. It's the wide shots yeah. that like show you how hard he's running, you know, what he's willing to do. And when he's in that single, boom. Yeah. No, it's great. And yeah. it makes it makes Will Smith look like a star. Yeah. And 100%. it did. I think this this kicked it off. This would it was like this, then Men uh Independence Day, Men in Black, and then Yeah, and then it, it was a wrap. Then Wild Wild West, of course. And Wild Wild West that killed it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there goes our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean, yes, I that that's definitely true, and I love that scene. Yeah. But I think, as far as chase scenes go, Bad Boys Two raised the bar to another level that most movies up to now can't get to. You know, yeah. I think as far as like you switch, it's multi levels. You start with her on the roof, oh. and as she's spiraling down, trying to smack the Haitians off. Yeah. Then they see him. They see her driving. You end up with that firefight right. along that blockade. Once she gets away, they hop in the Porsche. You get on the highway, thir- three-act structure, three right? Yeah, each, the, each chasing had a three-act structure. And it elevates each time. It goes yeah. from just her in the truck to a firefight mm-hmm. with some pretty good shooting. Very good shooting. And then you get the, the greatest highway chase of all time with cars being, they're throwing cars! How am I not going to see that? <laughs> <laughs> that shit's off the chain, and then one gets used like a fucking... Like a... Like a, bat, like a come chain. Come on! Fast and stole it. Yes. Fast like, Five stole it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Michael Bay did it first. Yeah. And, uh... And then it, and then it uh, ends, all right, with them pulling up, and you get the the bomb. She's DEA. Yeah. You know, so it ends with good story progression. Yep. So it, yeah. I think for me, it, chases don't get better than that. Okay. You know, all but right. I definitely respect you yep. appreciating the first one more. I think the first one being at a climactic part of the movie, setting off that third yeah. act. I feel like because also like we had. An hour and twenty minutes left of the movie. Yes, I, I, I didn't realize how how like, soon into the movie even, that you was. You even said like, "Oh, it's happening now." I thought it was halfway through the movie where right. that happened. <laughs> no, it's right away. Right at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, you can't stream these movies anywhere. I bought the DVD. I bought the Blu-ray combo pack, so I have yeah. them. Uh, you could buy it on Amazon, I bet, or Best Buy, whatever. Uh, Matt, so we are about 54, 55. Oh, are we gonna in. are we gonna finish this double feature on time? I think so. Whoa! Unless. Now comes the hard part. We gotta grade them. We gotta grade them. We gotta grade them. Tens. Yeah, that's easy. Fucking easy, right? I'm gonna give them both tens. Do you want to nominate them? Yeah, I do. I'll second it. I do. I'll second it. Because, like I said, I've been wanting to do these movies since we started this podcast. hard to get into. (laughs) The qualifications are not hard. It's just that it it takes a big swing. Yeah. And you gotta hit a home run. So what what are they joining? They're joining The Dark Knight. They're yeah. joining Die Hard. They're joining yeah. Terminator 2, Ghostbusters. Yeah. They're joining Spider-Man 1 and 2. 1 and 2? I think 1 and 2 are okay. in there. Uh, they're joining the Lord of the Rings franchise. Yeah. They're joining uh, Back to the Future? Oh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones, I'm sorry. Is Aliens in there? Aliens is in there. Yeah. We should watch Alien. The first one? The first one. It's, yeah. a, very, it's a very tight sci-fi horror movie yeah we should yeah. do that it's good we should do that but yeah i think this is honest look it's as far as cop get... as far as buddy cop action yeah, movies so go much. 
this is the this is the peak. This yeah, is this the pinnacle. Is the this is the pinnacle. You know, like Lethal Weapon's very good too. You know? We haven't done any of those. We haven't I, any I of those. own those movies, and they're all very good. They are very good. I, lo- I love Donner. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. yeah, I love Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Um, what other great cop movies are there? Beverly Hills Cop, great Point cop Break. movie. Point Break, great Robocop. cop movie. Robocop, great cop movie. Um, <laughs> what cop movie? There's like millions. There's some Speed. Speed, Speed, great cop movie. Ooh, Speed's on HBO Max. Speed, I did. I watched oh. it. I showed my sister Speed oh. like a month ago. Nice. Yeah. Um, she the whole time. Did we talk about that? No, I don't think we did. No, the whole time she's just like, you know, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock had a crush on each other during the filming. I was like, yes, Liz. Yeah, there's saw, a bus about to crash. So I saw Ellen relax. Yeah, days. exactly. <laughs> but by the end of it, she was like, oh, that was actually really good, because Speed is really good. Speed is very. Um, good. Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam. <laughs> no, that's that's Point Break again. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I was like, what? She <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, but yes. Yeah. Hot fuzz, even. Hot fuzz, yeah. Hot, great, well, hot great. fuzz is kind of a take on this. Exactly. You can't have hot fuzz without this. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. This movie is not only... Point uh, Baker, Bad Boys 2. Well, which one do you think I'll prefer? No, which one do you want to start with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yo, and that's, why, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the... Like, the cop... The buddy cop movie yeah. is such a staple in cinema, in blockbuster cinema, <clears throat> that... You know, it's almost its own genre. Now, for Maybay... Yes. We're obviously going to rank them at the end. Yeah. I think these are the... Early the, contenders. This is the best ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still have to watch The Rock. And 13 Hours. And 13 Hours. The Ghost of Benghazi. I wonder if 13 Hours is going to be... Because I, I, I remember watching it, I remember it being a little different than a average uh, Michael Bay movie. I think it was actually a very low budget, too. Really? I think so. Was that is John Krasinski in that? John, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. K Town's in there. Uh, yeah, so right, that's the like, like, like Will Smith diving through the room with two guns. That's the shoot. That's the shoot. You know, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We've been wanting to do this episode for so long. Three hundred episodes. Three hundred. It only makes sense. It only does make sense. And uh, and but don't worry, there's plenty more. Maybay is still going strong, and you can follow us. On Twitter to see all about it at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, public? Yeah, if you want. I mean, I'm not forcing anybody to go to tpublic.com backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast with a D. With a D? No, we wouldn't want, we wouldn't we like put that on. Anybody nah, on we don't want to pressure anyone <laughs> into that. <laughs> we don't pressure anyone yet. Yeah. <laughs> not like how you're pressuring me to play softball with I you. I mean, folks, let me tell you a story. Now, 